1: Iconic TV actress Candace Cameron is embroiled in a controversy for her new network, Great American Family, is going to focus their holiday movies on, quote, traditional marriage. And, of course, she's gotten a great amount of blowback from the left on today's Can't Cancel Rob Smith. I'm going to be talking about that with... Steve Hilton, who is the host of his podcast, The Daily California. So this is a very extensive, a very fun conversation I'm going to share with all of you today. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith.
2: Guess who's here today? It's so cool. I'm so happy about this. So if you watch my Fox News show, and if you don't, then, you know, I don't know what you're doing here. But if you do, you'll know that one of our favorite regulars is Rob Smith. Um, And he's got nothing really to do with California, but I really like Rob Smith. So he's here today to talk to us about a whole bunch of stuff. Rob Smith is amazing. He's he's obviously... Um, as you'll know him from Fox News and elsewhere across the media, he's got a fantastic Twitter account. You should follow him on Twitter. That's, I, I get so much great, um, uh, uh, great inspiration from his Twitter account. Um, he has a fantastic podcast. Can't Council Rob Smith is the name of the podcast. He's the founder of the Douglas Society, which is really interesting and important, um, which we may have some time to talk about. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Thanks so much for having me on. No, I'm super happy to have you on Um, because and and what we we talk about some stuff we don't actually get into that often on the on the daily California, but incredibly important. And you're so you're so kind of zeroed in on some of these cultural issues. and, And you come at it from such a fresh and interesting perspective. So there's something funny going on. With the Hallmark Channel and all of this stuff, which I don't really understand, but actually I think it illuminates some quite interesting trends in our culture. Um, and, and, I, and we're going to talk about that. By the way, it's so great to see you. we're not on TV. Does that mean we can sort of, you know, talk crazy shit and curse and do whatever we want? Is that the deal here? Well, it
1: depends on what uh, this podcast is rated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't really my- know. It's yeah, just so, it's, it's, Rob Smith is clean, so so I can't clean. Curse No, I'm can't very clean. Rob we're very Smith. clean. It's just it's just
2: so fun because, you know, when we're on TV together and it's like you're so kind of aware that you're on TV and it's short and having this chance to have an extended conversation, I'm just really excited about it. Um, all right, then. So what is going on with Hallmark and the Great America Channel and what's
1: all yes. this? Yes. Okay, Steve, so this is something that I that I thought was very interesting. And so one of the things I do in my podcast, Can't Cancel Rob Smith, you know, you and I speak a lot about politics and about the machinations of, of all yeah. of this stuff. I try to dig into cultural issues because, you know, culture, uh, excuse me, politics is downstream from culture, right? So culture starts first. And there is a very interesting thing that's going on with the Hallmark Channel and cameras, Candace Cameron Bure. All right, so... I'm just going to say Candace Cameron for the purposes of our conversation. Uh Everybody knows her as DJ Tanner from Full House. She did the sequel, Fuller House. She's kind of an iconic figure in entertainment. Now, she had a uh, a big relationship with the Hallmark Channel, which is the most well known for their Christmas movies. All of those cheesy, treacly Christmas movies that we kind of love to hate. I personally love them. I'm a Christmas nerd. Uh, So (laughs) she moved away from Hallmark, and so now she's with Great American Family. She's got um this big deal with her and she's getting a lot of throwback this is what she's saying basically when they talk about you know whether her holly whether her great american uh family movies will feature gay couples and this is what she said uh, what she says is this i think that great american family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Now, this is what she said, and apparently this sparked uh, a, a firestorm in Hollywood. She is being accused of being homophobic. Uh, the teen star Jojo Siwa, who had just come out as a lesbian, um, is calling her out for, quote-unquote, excluding LGBTQIA, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, GLAD, which is the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, it, this is basically an organization that shakes down Hollywood celebrities. And that basically says if you don't support us or give us money or meet with us or whatever, then we're going to smear you as homophobic across the media, right? So she's just going through all of this stuff. And she said nothing homophobic. Mm-hmm. She just basically said that they are going to focus on traditional couples. And now everyone knows that Candace Cameron and her family are, are Christian. They've been very outspoken about that. And I want to give you my take on this, you know, Steve, as somebody that is. So I'm a gay guy. Everybody knows that. I'm, a, I'm a center-right, uh, leaning gay guy. I speak out about Uh, The far left uh, gender cult ideology, the LGBT, like all of this other stuff. And this is what I honestly think. We're living in such an amazing time right now with live streaming and with so many different channels, we can go get whatever we need, like whatever group that we're in, we can see something that represents yeah. them. I'm a black guy. You know, I can go to B T and, and all these different channels to see a uh, black oriented Christmas movies. I, I think that Hallmark does that. You know, there's now this new subgenre of the gay Christmas comedy. There was a couple on Hulu. Right. There's some coming out on Hallmark right now. So my, what I really think about this is why is it so bad that people who are Christian, that people who, you know, respect and believe in traditional marriage, however you want to define that, why is it so bad to give them, them a home for that traditional stuff? And and for that sort of like faith-based programming, I am not of the particular belief that LGBTQIA, whatever it's called, whatever they're calling it nowadays, I'm not of the belief that this needs to be shoehorned into any, uh, in every piece of entertainment that comes out of Hollywood. I'm not of the belief that that is an agenda that needs to be pushed in everything.
2: So that's yes. kind of where, where I where it's I sit really on interesting this. I think it's great it's such a great story because it illuminates a, mu- a much bigger and deeper thing which is this increasing trend on the left which is now completely you know taken this, this ideology has taken over so much of our society obviously academia where it started but now you know the the corporate America the bureaucracy the culture the news yes. you know, news media and so on with a few exceptions of total, of real intolerance, which is, you know, these people, it used to be lip, liberalism, right, which is the freedom to be who you want to be. And, I, you know, just like you, I totally support that, right? Yes. I, I've always said that. I've said it on this show. I've said it on Fox. I've said on Fox how, you know, I've been a long, long supporter of marriage equality before most of these Democrats were, you know, back mm-hmm. in, the, in the UK. You know, we as a conservative government in the UK introduced marriage equality you know years ago years before it was uh, when obama was still saying marriage is a man and a woman right so yes. i'm completely there on that but it's this int- that's not the point this isn't about that this is about this cultural conformity that mm-hmm. the left want to impose on everything and everybody which is there's no room for anything that diverges from the current groupthink. And the problem with that is that it keeps moving further and further to the left. So, it's, so the the same things that today they are trying to impose on everyone, I don't know, in the future in ten years, will be seen as intolerant and bigoted because it it never sort of stops. They never say right, that's it, perfect. We're we're now kind of done with equality. There's always something else they're fighting for. Right now, it's clearly the tr- you know trans and so on. By the way, in terms of your acronym, if you want to, the the latest, I understand which shows, you know, this, this sort of acronym keep, keeps getting longer and longer, um, is you have to put two S in front. It's two spirit, right? You've got to put that in there with the
1: LGBTQIA+. Steve, I, <laughs> let me tell you something. I am so far removed from any of that. I have no idea. There's a different letter. There's a different flag, all of this other Amazing, stuff. I, you it? know, w- when people ask me if I subscribe to the LGBTQ or IA or SS or K plus or any of this it nonsense, is. I always say, questioning.
2: I- there's a question mark in one of them
1: somewhere. Yeah, well, they got a lot of question marks, (laughs) but, you know, I I tell people, look, you know, I'm a gay dude and that is what it is. All of the other stuff, because here's the thing. At the very beginning, it really was about equal rights, right? Yes. And it yes. really and I remember um, back when I was a liberal before I sort of came over to the the center right side of the, the Republican side, conservative, whatever you want to call it, I remember protesting for marriage equality. I remember protesting for don't ask don't tell repeal. That was a law that mm-hmm. um banned gays and lesbians from serving openly. I'm a veteran, so I, I really believed in that. So at a certain point there like equality was achieved. Now these yeah. organizations are so bloated, and there are so many people that are making a lot of money for doing nothing. Now there needs to be a constant sense of, we are so oppressed. And and not only that, but they have to maintain their existence. And so that that is why they're fighting these very silly fights. I do not need to be affirmed as a gay person by you know, great American, uh, the great American family channel or, or excuse me, great American channel. Uh, what, uh, what is it? Sorry. Great American family. Like I don't need to be affirmed as a gay person, uh, by great American family, having some gay Christmas movie that I will like literally never watch. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. Like, I do everything not everything exactly that. It's just literally impossible to just say like, we'd, you know, you I mean, look, having something, as you said, that, um, is a place where, you could say traditional movies mm-hmm. or whatever, showing traditional. I mean, what's, that doesn't—that's not that's
1: not anti-gay. No, it's not anti-gay. I, I don't believe that at all. And I don't believe that it helps the plight of gays and lesbians. And I say gays and lesbians and not the LGBT whatever, because that is now the LGBT and all the letters is now a far left political movement that is right. no longer about gays and lesbians that has long ceased to be about gays and lesbians uh it, and so it's just not about us anymore and and i think that people are starting to get tired of it there was the movie the pixar movie lightyear that came out based on buzz lightyear of course toy story uh that movie was a kids movie had a same-sex kiss in it for whatever reason i have no idea but now all of this stuff is is getting filtered into the kids programming and as a gay guy i think it's weird a lot of gays and lesbians think it's weird we're wondering why is this what is the point behind this what is the overall goal And what it does is it turns people off of your cause. It makes people, I think, more homophobic. I I really truly believe that The vast majority of people in 2022 do not care whether somebody is gay or lesbian. I really do not think they do. I agree with that. But if you're going to tell people that their kids need to learn the pride flag and their kindergartner needs to learn that there are 100 genders and that there somehow needs to be a drag queen, um, you know, reading books to your third grader, they're going to start having issues with that. All right, Problematics, so much more from this conversation coming up right after the break. Hello, it is
0: Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 18 plus
2: yes and that's and what's really disgusting actually about the activists and the way they treat this all is that they then turn that into some kind of bigotry and it's not at all it's just it's just saying there's some things that you know not appropriate for for children and actually by the way that's what i think is so interesting about the gays against groomers yes Um, she's fantastic i've she's been on my fox news show a um, couple of times, and she's brilliant, and um, I love what she's doing, and that's the argument they make, which is actually a lot of this progress that we've made to, in the direction that you you say, Rob, quite rightly, which is a way more open and accepting society, and that's a great thing. Yes, um, and and that's fantastic progress in the last few years, um, and that and we can say credit the activists for pushing forward. You know, that, that's true, but now that we've got to that point, that's fantastic, and actually, her argument, ago I can't remember Jamie's, I can't remember her name, Jamie Mitchell. Mitchell, right. She, yeah, she's great. Uh, is that actually, they're pushing it so far now that it risks reversing the progress. It risks undermining what we've done by, by in a way, rekindling ancient prejudices that have actually yes. been dispelled.
1: Well, absolutely, it, it absolutely does, and I, I I will tell you this as somebody. So, and you know, you like I've been on your show probably for about the past, you know, three four years at this point since I came out as a conservative and started, you know, doing all of this stuff. I have seen an increase in the hostility, I would say, towards uh, gays and lesbians that's even coming from the right, a hostility that I didn't notice before when I first started doing it. And Mm -hmm. what is happening is that this stuff is getting so crazy, particularly when it comes to this attempt to indoctrinate little kids particularly when yeah. it comes to drag queens in schools and drag queen story hours and uh you know gender reassignment surgery for you know 13 year olds and, and puberty blockers and all of this insanity what it really does is it starts turning people against you yeah. because the vast majority of people steve like i said do not care about you know gays and lesbians whatever may not like it may not love it but or, or just not impacted by it do not care about gay marriage any of this other stuff but now when people see the agenda start being pushed so forcefully and so weirdly and strangely targeted at children, they're going to start pushing back against this. And and I got to tell you what I really think about this. I think that the far left activists, this is what they want. I think that they want this sort of pushback. I think that they want to go as far as extreme in the extreme as possible, because this is what sort of gets their base riled up. This is yeah. what gets them donations. This is what gets, I, I believe that Sarah Kate Ellis from GLAD. This is somebody that makes around four hundred thousand dollars a year to do what? I have no idea, but she's not going to be relevant unless there is some perceived pushback against gays and lesbians God. in the society. Even if it's not against gays and lesbians, even if it's against this far left gender called ideology.
2: Yeah, it's God. That's really thoughtful and feels so plausible and so depressing. I mean, it's a you know to the, the fact that basically or you know the the, the the I think very very strong you know assumption you made there that this is um basically a grift but in order to to achieve the grift they're actually dividing society and causing this kind of rage and people turning against each other it's so horrible it's so reckless and and these are the people that accuse you know endlessly accuse You know, I don't want to talk about Trump particularly, but, you know, especially Trump. But, you know, generally Trump, Republican. Yes. The words they constantly trot out, you know, divisive, hateful, bigoted,
1: you know, whatever. That's what they are, the way they behave. It is. And you know what? What I've always liked about the conversations we have and I liked about doing The Next Revolution um, is that we always look for solutions and and you always want to be positive because the vast majority of people are tired of this stuff, Steve. They really, truly are. And after having been involved in all of this stuff for the past four and a half years, I've come to sort of, I would say, an uncomfortable realization. In the realization, this is what I believe. I believe that the most fringe and extreme voices from both sides of the aisle are elevated because yeah. there are people that survive and thrive on us being at each other's throats. And in order for Americans to continue to be at each other's throats and and ignore existential threats from, like, say, China, who wants to be the superpower of the world and is actively aggressing, aggressively pushing towards that. So in order... Um, for us to be at each other's throats and ignore the real enemy, then the extremes and the fringes on both sides always need to be elevated. And people ask me sometimes, they're like, well, you know, and and I have a platform and I'm comfortable with my platform and I want to do, you know, bigger and better things. And I'm working towards that. But people sometimes ask me, well, you know, Rob, you know, you're so good. You're so this, you're so that you should be um, so much more bigger, quote unquote, or more famous or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I say yes. If I wanted to be radical and extreme and fringe, I would be a lot bigger than I am. But it's just not who I am, yeah. and I don't want to play that role just to get more Twitter followers or more podcast downloads or, or, or more um, Instagram followers, etc. Et
2: Listen, that, I mean, I think that's why we get on so well because I'm yeah. in the same, same you know position as that. I I completely understand that. And, it, and 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 there is a sort of responsibility that comes with having a platform to use it in a responsible way. And look, we can be—I'm often very critical of 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 um, the left, particularly on policy issues, which I tend to focus on. I think that's fine. That's part of democracy. Like this, it's it, that's—we've always had that, and that is healthy. That's healthy in a democracy to have ideas contested and policies contested, so you have an argument and you get to a better outcome. But you don't need this reckless kind of riling people up thing. Um, I really agree with that. There's yeah. Another. Sorry, oh, sorry. On. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Well, I was just—it's a slightly sort of different topic, so I don't want to take you off it if you have still got more to say on this one. But I was going to go back to the to the acronym actually, but because but one aspect of it I think is interesting that I've I, I I kind of I'd love your take on is the more that and you you talked about the gender theory and so on the extremist and radical gender theory. I mean, it's kind of interesting to me that that even now. It's it's still the acronym, you know, puts everyone together, LGBTQ and then whatever the other... But that's the core of it, LGBT. And the T in there is trans. Yeah. And actually, there's something interesting. I've read some really interesting pieces on it from Andrew Sullivan, for example, that there's a re- It's becoming more and more of a tension because, you know, if you're gay or lesbian, gender's really important to you, actually, because yeah. you, lo- you love... You're attracted to your own gender. And yeah. so for someone to then turn around and say... No, no, gender's not real, it doesn't matter, it can be whatever you want it to be. It's actually contradictory to a central kind of part, part of your identity if you're gay or
1: lesbian. Well, absolutely. That's where a lot of the tension comes from. And I would I would slightly tweak that a little bit Mm -hmm. because the the gender cult wants you to believe that there is gender but no sex. So so the gender cult doesn't want you to believe in the idea of biological sex. But here's the thing, and that's that's why they don't like it when I say homosexual, because if there is no biological sex, then homosexuality does not exist, right? And so that's where the tension comes from. I had a conversation with a liberal friend, uh, you know, last weekend, and he's very much into this idea. I told him, I said, look, there's no such thing as a trans child. Uh, this is not a thing. Uh, this is a, a made up thing. And there's a lot of very confused kids that are being manipulated by the adults in their lives to, to sit, to suit a political agenda. And this is what I told him. I said, these people want to abolish the idea of sex because, If they abolish the idea of sex and it's only gender, um, then like I said, when I say that I'm homosexual, then I don't exist. And the goals of the transgender movement are most of the times completely at odds with the goals of gays and lesbians. And I look particularly at this tension that is rising up right now between, um, male to female transgender activists and biological women that are lesbians because now and and this is something that's been sort of bubbling under twitter for quite some time so now these lesbians are are told by these male to female transgender women quote unquote that they need to be attracted to male to female transgender women with male genitalia or else they're transphobic. Uh, these biological women are told that these transgender women deserve to be in their prisons, e- even though there is documented evidence of Transgender women in women's prisons, you know, raping some of the female prisoners, right? Uh, These transgender activists are pushing for transgender women um, in women's shelters, in women's sports. It goes on and on and on. And I see that that tension that's happening now... That tension is primarily between transgender activists and mm-hmm. women right now because mm-hmm. men are are not threatened by, let's say, um, female to male transgender people in the same way that biological women are threatened by male to female transgender women and so there's a lot of that going on right now i'm not there are some people that are saying that the lgbt needs to drop the t or whatever i'm not entirely there yet i don't deal in the acronym at all i would rather just focus on when i talk about gay and lesbian issues i say gay and lesbian because when you hear people talk about the lgbt and all of these letters they're primarily talking about transgender issues that have little if nothing to do with me as a gay man that believes in biological sex, that is comfortable with my biological sex, and that is same-sex attracted. All right, problematics, right after the break, we are gonna conclude this discussion with Steve Hilton, and you will actually see me on this Sunday's episode of The Next Revolution with Steve Hilton at 9 p.m. EST on Fox. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Can I ask you then what happens when you look at one of these organizations like, I mean, if you think about about the organizations that are there to, to sort of you know, advance these causes. So I think of the the human rights campaign. Yeah. Human right, is that... What What would they say? I mean, surely at some point it is going to be a tension between... <laughs> with, within these organisations if they're doing... I mean, it's human rights campaign. Is that gay and lesbian? Or is that the whole acronym? As it
1: well, the human rights campaign used to be gay and lesbian. But now, again, you know, the human rights campaign is sitting on $700 million, right? I know for a fact that they shook Bank of America down for $100 million. Okay, it, it's basically what the human rights campaign is, is, you know, they've got the equality sign and oh, we're just for LGBT equality, et cetera, et cetera. No, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a grift group. It's basically a Democrat super PAC. And what the they do is they exist to shake down large corporations for right. a lot of money <laughs> um, if in if these corporations do not pay the human rights campaign a certain amount of money or if they don't you know uh, test well on the human rights campaign scorecard or whatever then they get a round of bad press and a lot of these corporations have been sort of cowed in the submission by this now you spoke a lot about how corporations have been um, controlled by the far left. It's like the the far left and, and the Democrats have taken control of all of these corporations over the past decade. They're slowly sort of moving away from it a little bit. They're slowly backing out of a lot of this stuff. But the Human Rights Campaign has zero to do with gays and lesbians at this point, And it's basically a trans organization. Now, I've spoken to some people that used to work in the Human Rights Campaign, some that actually still do currently work there, and what they've told me, in of course, they would never, you know, attach their names to it. Of course, they would never speak on the record. But they said when they actually dig into these transgender issues behind closed doors, some of the the uh, gay men and lesbians that are in charge say, you know, this is lunacy. We're going so far away from the path that we originally started. And when they try to put transgender people in positions of authority, they cause non-stop drama. Now the human rights campaign is always going to be what it is, uh, because, you know, they are just sitting on $700 million. But I, I think if not a billion, the question moving forward, and I've spoken to, you know, the Log Cabin Republicans is a, um, yeah. a gay and lesbian conservative oriented group. And I've spoken with people at the Log Cabin Republicans, and, and we have to start saying to these corporations, you know, you've got to have equal time. If you are giving tens of millions of dollars to these organizations that pretty much just act as Democrat super PACs. Where are the donations to the log cabin Republicans? Where are donations to um, Republican, you know, oriented organizations. And Mm. I think that in the future, we as conservatives, like I said, Steve, Conservatives think so much about policy and politics and, and and getting votes and electing people to office, and that is important, right? It really is. There are enough people fighting that battle. There are not enough conservatives that are fighting a culture war to try to recapture some of the institutions that have been captured by Democrats in the mm-hmm. far left over decades. And I think that um, Making sure that there is a Republican presence, um, at least speaking to these corporations, making sure that when these corporations do Pride Month activities, which they all do, right? When they do, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, LGBT history month activities, even like I said, as founder and president of my nonprofit called the Douglas society, anybody mm-hmm. that's listening, please go to Douglas society.com and check us out. But if these corporations are doing black history month events, where's the conservative perspective, where's the Republican perspective, it's not all just leftism. And I do believe that if conservatives and Republicans don't start devoting energy to that aspect of the fight, particularly in the mm-hmm. coming decade, we will lose we were we really well. Really think. interesting. I've got
2: so many. I mean, again, you laid that out so thoughtfully and clearly. And I think I just just an observation and then a question. I mean, one observation is that actually, you know, not everyone's like you. Sadly, and so you do have a lot of people on the right engaging in the culture war, but in a in a pretty destructive and and not in a, in a way that doesn't elevate the issues and doesn't actually achieve progress. It just kind of contributes to the kind of anger that we were talking about earlier. Um, question is on, on on the um like that countervailing force point, which is really so interesting. I think a lot you know, the, the the it's the human rights campaign, I mean you, you described it as Democrat super PAC, but its name sounds like it's not, and it's and so that I don't think they would consider it to be a democrat organization where you log log cabin republicans is clearly a republican organization. Yes. So I think it would be You know, is there any equivalent, I suppose, of the Douglas Society? Um, And you just please do talk about that a little bit on the, you know, sexual politics issue, as it were, because I can imagine a company saying, well, we can't, you know, it's not equivalent to have log cabin Republicans and human rights campaign because human rights campaign isn't political. It's just the issue. I know.
1: Do you know what I mean? No, I know. I know what you're saying. And how the left is brilliant is they are brilliant in their use of language. If I could go back in time and if I was somebody that was thinking about starting, you know, this organization for LGBT conservatives or gay and lesbian conservatives or whatever you want to call it. I would explicitly not put Republican in yeah. the name. The reason, you know, my organization Douglas Society is about advocating, you know, for advocating for conservative, you know, um issues in the African American community, but I knew that when I was naming it, I am not going to put conservative or Republican anywhere near it because it's limiting. Yeah. And there is no equivalent organization um, that is about sort of gay and lesbian conservatism that has the sort of reach and pull that log Republicans have. They do have sort of this social media-esque uh, offshoot. They called it uh, Get Outspoken, which is actually brilliant because, you know, the, the Republican name isn't in there. Um, so you're right. No, nothing like that exists. And Gays Against Groomers is great. Uh, that is not an explicitly, I think, political organization. And they have people from... All sides of the political spectrum that are members of that organization as well, but it's a really good point that you make. There is nothing that exists from the sort of uh, gay and lesbian conservative standpoint, yeah, besides Log Cabin Republicans. That does not, that does and not I have love them at this organization, you know, they oh, I mean, same. I've
2: uh, you know, we, we've, we've featured them on this show and so on, you know, so fully behind what they're doing, great people, but um in terms of just pure effectiveness. And and especially Mm -hmm. with the the corporate thing, I think the corporate thing is so important because it influences so much of our society for obvious reasons, you know, controlling the economy, but also what we see and experience around us and what employees are required to do and and invited to do and so on. And just from my time, you know, back in the day, working with big corporations, mainly back in England, you know, they respond to the pressure, you know, wherever the pressure's coming from. And so you're completely right to say, that you've got to have pressure coming from the other direction. Otherwise it's all in one direction and they, and they just go with it.
1: No, you have to, and you have to, you know, some of the work that, uh, that I'm trying to do with Douglas in the future is to sort of get involved in, in sort of, um, Getting in the doors of these corporations and saying, yeah. you know, there needs to be another perspective as well. And you know, I've had conversations with log cabin Republicans, and I've said that you know you, we really have to get on this this corporate thing. Um, and we mm-hmm. really have to do it because it's so important just from a cultural level. I think that conservatives, Republicans, over the next decade, and and I got to tell you that I'm sort of phasing out of the hardcore political side of my career. Probably right after the election, I think I'll be done with the hardcore politics 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 Mm -hmm. um and after 2024 i believe uh Mm -hmm. i'm I'm saying because i want to get involved in that race because I fear what's going to happen if if we have another Democrat in in the White House for another four years. I just, I do not know how it can get any worse, but I'm going to sort of transition my energy away from the hardcore politics and the political commentary and all that stuff and to try to sort of make some inroads into culture, whether that means making inroads into the corporations, whether that means making inroads into entertainment and content, Mm -hmm. whether that means speaking a little bit more about Like what you and I started our conversation with, which was about this cultural issue with the, you know, the gay, lesbian Christmas movies and the fact that Cameron, Candace Cameron just is not interested um, in creating them. So, uh, like, again, politics is downstream from culture. If... Republicans, conservatives, people, America loving people, center right, independence, whatever you wanna call it, if we don't start making those inroads, we are going to be even further and further and further behind. And I really do think that there are some voices on the right that are engaging in some of these issues, but again, it, it these issues are being engaged in a very destructive way yeah, in a way that think, is meant to drive people away that is meant to make people angry and that is meant to trigger people and also a lot of the people that are speaking to these issues do not have the knowledge the language or the empathy to speak towards them with any kind of compassion
2: yeah and i think that too often the you know the you in, in a way understandable but, you know, I would say not acceptable response mm-hmm. uh, from the right to some of these very rapid changes in social and cultural um, norms pushed by, by these activist groups, as you, as, you, as you've described, is a kind of hostility and put the defences up and... We can't have the, you know, and and actually, you know, a, a, a defensive response, which is very aggressive. And then he gets you back into that really kind of unhelpful kind of fight situation. Whereas actually, there's a really attractive, open kind of version of this, which conservatives should be, you know, naturally... Um, able to to, to to take to take up which is, yeah, we, we're the people who believe in freedom, we're the people who believe that America's all about everyone having the opportunity to live their own life and do their own thing so of course we support um, people being able to uh, express that in terms of who they love and how they express themselves, well of course we do, why would we be anything different, we're the freedom people, exactly. but, that, but that means that you don't also condemn someone who wants to you know, as put out content that's that's more traditional, but that openness, rather than hostility to change, I think is is the key to it. And you represent that so well.
1: You know, I, I try. I'm doing my best. I swear, Steve. It seems like a uh, a very lonely battle yeah. <laughs> at times. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: I just, it's 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 yeah. It's so interesting. I also wanted wanted to know, as you're talking about gays against groomers, how how vicious and dishonest and hostile and hateful the left are the way that they have characterized gays against groomers literally as a hate group of course they call it a hate group and then and then big tech sort of amplifies that and they get kicked off where was it they I did a whole thing on it they kicked off the fundry um they get the kicked off a GoFundMe. I think PayPal. oh they get
1: kicked off PayPal yeah yeah it's just
2: and, and Twitter for a bit then I they I got reinstated and big, why because
1: they're a hate group yes yeah. it's
2: just so disgusting
1: well, it's them. absurd, and and this is what the left does, especially the more radical. And, and there is no more radical group on the left than the uh, the far left LGBT stuff. Those people want you uh, deplatformed, they want you smeared, they they turn up what I call the hate machine against people, and they turn up immediately turn up the hate machine um, against gays with groomers, and which is basically sort of like a a. a Libs of TikTok that amplifies like purely just the far left LGBT voices, right? Yes. And so that happens a lot. And this is what happens when the left kind of turns on that hate machine. And to Jamie's credit, and to the credit of gays Against Groomers, they have stood up to this beautifully, have created quite a platform for themselves, and that are doing, you know, very, very good work in that cultural aspect. Yeah. So I fantastic. think that. I think that there's going to be a lot more stuff coming from them soon.
2: Yeah, I, lo- I loved it because I, I, I put to her, you know, like I, she, the, the quote was from I, PayPal, whoever it was, you know, because it, they got some some other group labeled them an anti trans hate group. So I said, Are you an anti trans hate group? He said, Not only are we not an anti trans hate group, we literally have a group that's now emerged from our main group because we have so much support, literally called Trans Against Groomers. So yes. they have trans members who yes. hate this stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, they do. And, and uh, like I said, they're doing good work. Uh, obviously, th- there is an element of the far left LGBTQ. They do not like the fact, and, and we'll take the, the stuff that's in schools you know, out of the question for right now, because that has been exposed and that battle mm-hmm. is being fought by a lot of parents in the school system right now. That's great. But there's an element of the, the far left LGBTQ that does not want the negative effects of this, you know, this childhood transition, this, this sort of, uh, getting kids on puberty blockers, like all of this other stuff. And now we're finally starting to see, although this stuff has been out there for quite some time, we're starting to see the negative effects of this stuff. This is a social movement and the social experiment and a medical experiment that was been played out on children. These children are becoming very damaged by this and people are starting to realize this and sunlight is the best disinfectant. This stuff is coming out. People are seeing it. And and like I said, I have a lot of, um, a lot of ideas about what's going to happen over the next decade and over the next decade, you're going to see a lot of information about this stuff come out. There's going to be groups like Gays Against Groomers, groups like, you know, Log Cabin Republicans, lives of TikTok, et cetera, are going to be on the forefront of this. And people are going to start seeing the negative results of of what I would, what I really do believe is a social media contagion that was yeah. sort of put on these kids. And and these kids are becoming permanent medical patients. Uh, some of these young teenagers are ruining their bodies, ruining their lives. And if you look at some of the stories that are coming out on Twitter right now, these stories, Steve, are absolutely heartbreaking. And we are gonna look back at the last decade in this country and we are going to ask ourselves, what on earth were we thinking mm. Mm-hmm. Um, medically experimenting on young kids and on teenagers and tweens
2: yeah I mean I I, I think you put that really well and and, the, and you know the fight back is so important and there's a sort of cultural aspect to the fight back um as you've mentioned, and also the legal. I mean, we ha- we had a great episode with Harmeet Dillon not long ago.
1: Oh, she's so Some great. of the cases she's so that she's
2: she's got a really important case that she's bringing about this, um, and so that can have an effect too. I urge anyone who's interested in this topic check out the Harmie Dillon episode because that was re- really amazing and and just so shocking when you hear the details. Um, but I think it's great that you're. You know, like we're really lucky to have you out there, f- you know, fighting in a in a kind of positive and optimistic way, not in a snarling kind of angry way. That's what I love about you, Rob. It's really so important. Um, quickly tell people where they can follow you and keep up with you and the Douglas Society and all, all your
1: places. Just remind us where we can. Absolutely. Um, so for all you listeners, I have my own podcast called Can't Cancel Rob Smith. If you liked hearing me, this is, this is who I am. This is, this is what I think. And I go deeper into a lot of other issues. Can't cancel Rob Smith. You can get it on Apple podcasts, iHeart podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast comes out Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Also, you can follow me on all social media at Rob Smith online. The Douglas Society is my nonprofit that is Dedicated um, to advancing the, so- the cause of conservatism to African American communities. We do that via social media. We have a lot of different initiatives coming up. You can find us on Instagram at Douglas Society and you can go to douglassociety.com to get some more information about us there. All right, thank you Problematic so much for listening. As always, you can listen to Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and I will have a fresh episode for you coming up this Friday on iHeart Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club! (sighs) Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No plus. and conditions apply. website for details. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.